And welcome back to another episode of The Last Take. Here we'll get our quick preview for the Iowa-Nebraska game coming up. We'll also review the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. And we'll just get into our pick-ins because it's Thanksgiving break. And there's a lot of games that we're going to be going over today. So let's get into it. So Nebraska, oh boy, what do we even say? Anyways, final score, 15-14, Wisconsin beating Nebraska. It was a windy, cold day, let's just say. Um, let's just get our quick thoughts. Charlie, what did you think overall? Yeah, so uh, I guess I could say definitely not as big of a fan as a lot of other people here uh, didn't go out uh, and go to this game. Uh, you guys did, but... I did. I was able to uh, see quite a bit of the game, uh, second half especially, and end of the third quarter, Nebraska's up fourteen to three, and I was I was pretty confident at that point, especially in this type of game. It had just been a defensive battle all game. It felt like a two possession lead uh, was going to be enough at that point, and then we you know we know the rest of the story. Wisconsin ended up. 318 total yards Nebraska just 171 um, and there was only one turnover in this game as well so I mean really just just another unfortunate loss very close game we kind of predicted that last week but at the end of the day just Nebraska the defense uh, Wisconsin they were just running the ball late even in the fourth quarter just they weren't they didn't seem you know like they were ever panicked or anything and down 14-3, still uh, sticking to the game plan there. And, yeah, I mean, now 3-8, and eight, you got one game left. Try and prevent Iowa from going to the Big Ten Championship, I guess. But, yeah, just another uh, bad loss for sure. So I didn't expect the game to be this close. Honestly, I thought with Nebraska having the 14-3 lead, like Charlie said earlier, I thought Nebraska really had it. But Wisconsin came back and won by one which was great to see as a Wisconsin fan. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, let's just say the weather sucked. Big time. When you're going down one side of the field towards the north to North Stadium, couldn't pass the ball at all. We saw that with Graham Mertz with his only pick. It was a garbage throw. The wind really took it, and Malcolm Hartsog was able to pick it off pretty easily. But... Um, and then you, you're going the other way. You can throw deep balls. You can you can run the ball. You can kick from over there. We saw with Wisconsin kicking towards the north, he missed. They missed a 38 yard 38 yard field goal, which was pretty much it's easy to make on the other side. You probably could make a field goal from the 50 from the other going the other way with that with that wind behind you. Uh, but honestly, just disappointed. Defense played their heart out. They they shut down Wisconsin like keeping them without scoring. I mean. There's nothing much you can do when Wisconsin only runs the ball. They're gonna they're gonna get 200 yards. I mean that's what's gonna happen when you're running one way and you can't you can't pass. We can stop the pass because obviously the wind played a factor, but we couldn't stop the defense. We we held Braylon Allen, but he also got injured. And then um, Chaz did pretty good too. So I mean they had what five. They played five running backs. I mean, and then you four had or five, something yeah, like that. Something like that. There's nothing much you can do. I mean, Nebraska's defense has played, like I said, they're hard out, 
And there's nothing, there's when the when the offense can't move the ball in the second half like that after the third quarter, you're not going to win the game. And you're not going to win the game when Wisconsin has 35 minutes of the ball had the ball for 35 minutes when we only had it for like 20. You're not going to win a game. It's just the unfortunate part. Um, I really thought we were going to win. It was looking good. 14-3 after Trey Palmer did the gritty. I, I really thought we, we could win it. And, well, we know the end of, end of it. So just disappointed. It's now Iowa hate week. So uh, we can knock out Iowa from the Big Ten championship. That would be wonderful. But we'll get into that in a minute. What you thought, Anthony? I mean – Kind of like how everyone's here. I don't know if you can tell in our attitudes or just in our tone, but I think we're kind of tired of this. We're kind of ready for the season to be over, but, hey, not really. We love college football, but, you know, this is kind of disappointing. You know, everyone was saying we're up 14-3 at entering the fourth quarter. It seemed like we had a good shot, but Wisconsin had that wind against their backs. And, I mean, it it just truly sucked. Just like, I feel like we weren't really more. We weren't really aggressive on offense. We were playing very conservative. There were chances like on fourth and one, fourth and two. We could have gone for it for sure. Should have. We actually should could have gotten it too. But you know, Mickey just not played, Mickey Whipple. I say Whipple. Mark Whipple. Mm, he was. He's playing very conservative. There. But and you just I have my thoughts. You just can't win football games when playing conservative. You have to be aggressive from here to there, and that's what happens. And when you play conservative, you know. Wisconsin played more aggressive and ran the ball more. We just couldn't eventually stop it. I mean, Chez, yeah, he had a really good game. We only had 98 yards. And like you were saying, Braden Allen, he only had 92, but he also got hurt. But uh, it's just a lot of carries. Yeah, it's just a lot. So anyway, I, what you can do, I mean, you can't really do anything about that. I mean, you have when they constantly run the ball, they're going to get that many yards, like I said. So, I mean, it's like the Minnesota game. Couple weeks back, like, they had thirty something carries, and he got and Mo Ibrahim got what one hundred eighty. So I mean, it's what's gonna happen. I mean, the defense can't stop it every time, especially when they're doing the when they're constantly on the field when the offense can't move the ball. So I mean, and also another thing, Casey Thompson and O'Shawn Mathis walked out on Senior Day. That is a mean crap. They're just doing it just in case. I think I want to expect Casey Thompson to leave. I mean, there's small rumors of him leaving, but he has he's also, he's also quoted that he's not. That doesn't mean he's 100 percent leaving, but there's feelings I th- about it. I do. O'Shawn's probably O'Shawn's, going to the NFL. O'Shawn has NFL talent. I'm surprised Luke Reimer didn't walk. That surprised me. He has definitely NFL looks. I from he's what I've heard, probably the best one. Actually, to go my to the NFL. team, my team scouts were here, so the Lions. I heard that. Uh, I know somebody that works for the athletic pro- pro- uh, program. He said the Lions, some of their scouts were at uh, one of their practices two weeks ago. I'm sure they were looking at Luke and Oshan. So, okay, definitely now, defense. So now on to the Heroes game, Nebraska, Iowa. Let's say this is by far one of the most heated rivalries in all of the Big Ten, besides Michigan, Ohio State. But we'll get into that later. Spread is at ten and a half in favor of Iowa. Mark. Who's coming out? So some keys to the game I have. <clears throat> well, Iowa's offense slow down Nebraska's defense. You know, I think I think that'll happen. I think some impact players for Iowa, are, uh, Petrus and uh, Sam Laporta. I think for Nebraska, Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer are going to have big games. I have Nebraska. I mean, I have correction. I have Iowa winning by 10, 20 to ten. Iowa. What do you think, Dylan? 
uh, I don't know. This one's really tough. Um, <clears throat> every part of me wants to say Nebraska to win, but Iowa has been playing very good lately. There's how many how many wins in a row? Four or five? Four. Say so four in a row against Northwestern, very Purdue, good, Wisconsin, not, Minnesota. I mean, the last three are against really good Big Ten West opponents, quote unquote. Good. <laughs> we can just say they're good. They're not really, but they're the top. You know how, they're you the know top how, in the West, and the West is really bad. Garbage. Yeah. We do average more yards a game, like on the offensive side of the ball. They've been struggling, but this one's really tough. I, I don't know that it's been it's been a tough year, and I feel like we're just trying to play to the end. This is for pride. So I do. So some keys to the game, in my opinion, is first off, can we move the ball against the Iowa defense? We've played pretty good defenses so far the rest of the year since at least Purdue. Some of the best defenses in the Big Ten, and um, we haven't scored more than twenty since the Purdue game. And I don't think we're going to get there yet. This is going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion. Both offenses are probably going to struggle. Defenses are going to play pretty well. I I've I haven't really seen anything like dis disappointing from the Nebraska defense. I mean, when they're on, like I said, when they're on the field for 38 minutes, you can't really do can't do anything about that. We also played Michigan. It's Michigan. They're a top three team in the country. Minnesota. We shut them down pretty much the entire game till about this halfway through the third quarter, and then you have Illinois. We did pretty good, too. So it's going to be defensive battle. I'm going to take the Huskers, <clears throat> in my opinion. I think Casey Thompson, this could be his last – this possibly could be his last game in a Nebraska uniform. I like to see the team play good. I do think Nebraska's offense is going to be the reason why we win this game. So give me the Huskers 17-10. to 10. All right, I guess it's my turn here. I will be at this game along here. Uh, hopefully the weather is a little bit better than it was just Saturday. Um, Should be. Hope so. We'll see. But, you know, Kennick is a very hostile crowd to play in, especially like with this type of this type of game, you know. Night games are a lot better. But anyways, on to this. Say Iowa's offense is just slowly, slowly getting better and better. I believe they only average like 200 yards a game, and now they're averaging 253. Uh, but part of it is with Peters just at least stepping up a little bit. He kind of struggled against Minnesota, but I'm surprised of how they even won that game to begin with. Should not have won, but oh well. My main thing is, can we get Anthony Grant going? I mean, the first first half of the season, you know, he was up there with one of the best big time running backs with alongside with Chase Brown and Blake Corum. But you, like again. What defenses did we play? <laughs> that is true, but now since we're playing tough defenses, he hasn't been gone going. All he needs is a almost just a hundred more yards, and he'll hit a thousand on the year. And with Trey Palmer, I mean, he's got to have a big one to get a thousand. I don't think he can if he can or not. It's still an impressive season. It so. still is pretty good for him, but I don't know that Iowa defense. You know, they've they played really really good. I mean, besides Ohio State, but once again, that's Ohio State. They allowed a fifty four. Only allowed 27 to Michigan, but I'm not sure how I feel about this one. It's just kind of up in the air. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes in this one. I'm thinking 24 to 10. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think this will be a close game. Uh, Iowa going for their eighth straight 
uh, in this one. I saw somebody tweeted something out on, uh, th I think it was Saturday night after after all the games were done. And uh, yeah, here it is right here. It said, despite fielding the worst Power 5 offense in the country, Iowa at 7-4 and four, has now won four straight and will return to the Big Ten title game if they beat 3-8 and eight Nebraska on Friday. It's crazy. Worst Power 5 offense in the country. Maybe, you know, they've improved. They have improved the last couple of weeks. We were – it's interesting because earlier in earlier this season we were saying, oh, Nebraska's going to beat Iowa. Like, we've been crapping on Iowa We've been saying year. Iowa. They gave up – I wasn't – you know, they gave, we were like, oh, look look how bad they are. They gave up 54 to Ohio State. But, like, I don't know. It's Ohio State. First couple games, though, like 7-3 win over South Dakota State. Um, which they scored lost. no touch and then Iowa State lost, in which the South Dakota then, State, they scored no touchdowns. Yeah, and then they did pick it up a little bit, had a couple more bad games, but just kind of interesting compared to what we were saying earlier in the year. I'm going to take Iowa at home in this one. I'm going to say 24-20. to 20. I think it'll be a little, maybe a little more high scoring than some people think, but uh, yeah, I mean, Casey Thompson, I'm sure, you know, definitely good to have him uh, back. Uh, he was back last week, but still only scored uh, 14 points. So hopefully we do a little bit better than that this week. But I'll take Iowa at home. Uh, I hope Nebraska pulls it out, but don't see it happening. All right, so this concludes Nebraska's segment, and now on to the long list of the pickums. Welcome back to the last take. So we're gonna start off with the pick'em, but first we're gonna do the standings. Uh, I pulled away uh, only by one. Now I did. A, I got one better than Anthony, so I'm at 68. Anthony, like I said, is in second with 67. Mark is in third with 61, and Charlie has fallen a one point behind Mark with 59. So should be a very interesting week. We have a lot of games to pick, so we're gonna first get into it. First one, we're doing the Egg Bowl. That's on Thanksgiving. Mississippi State is going on the road to face off against number 20 Ole Miss. In every ranking I do, with the ranks, they're the uh, AP poll since college football playoffs are not, rankings are not out. So, but yeah, so Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Who you got, Charlie? Uh, I like Ole Miss in this one. Ending the season, they've kind of a lot of people oh. are predicting uh, is Len Kevin going to leave? They don't know. Um, that you know, you had the pictures of him on the sideline last uh, this past weekend. Tough loss at Arkansas. Arkansas is not a bad team, but just it's a pretty bad loss when you lose by. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't close. Uh, they did. I think they scored like a garbage time touchdown at the end there. But um, you know, you lose to LSU and Alabama. I don't think you can get too upset about that. But then, really tough loss this past weekend. Um, so now. Puts him at eight and three going into this one, but Mississippi State actually they're three and four, seven, uh, three and four in the SEC, seven and four overall. I actually didn't realize that they were that good, but I still like Ole Miss at home. Um, they've won I don't know how many. I knew I know they won last year. There was that crazy finish that one year where Mississippi State won. I don't know if that was two years ago or four. I don't know how many years ago that was, but um, I like Ole Miss at home in this one. Mississippi State. Really, you look kind of at who who they've played. Uh, they had 
I don't know what you can say really about their wins. A&M, Arkansas, Auburn are their three SEC wins. So I don't know. They haven't proven to me that they're a better team than Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss overall just has looked better this year. So I'm going to take them in this game. I got, I'm picking Ole Miss as well. Um, Mississippi State is looking for its first eight-win season since 2018. What do you have? What do you think, Dylan? Uh, this one's gonna be close. I think two and a half is a good spread, in my opinion. Um, Will Rogers, dude, needs to chill. Almost 3,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, only five interceptions too, which is pretty good. I think if he was on a better team, he'd be in the Heisman conversation. He definitely would be. That Mike Leach offense. If Mike Leach and Will Rogers were not on the same team, or they were on a different team, which more, with more talent, I do think it'd be a very, um, I don't know what the word is, but Heisman, yeah. So, um, Shawn should be pretty interesting. I do think Olmus is gonna win. Um, I think they bounce back, get a nine and three season, maybe a better bowl game than where they would be at eight and four. They're ranked 20th. I think they, they're they going to bounce back and get a uh, big Egg Bowl W, so they get the golden egg. What you got, Anthony? Okay, so Ole Miss is kind of struggling. They've only won one in their last four games, and that was a win over A&M, which by they only won, only won by three. <laughs> Mississippi State, on the other hand, their last five games, they've only won two and an overtime win to Auburn and a big over win against East Tennessee State. But... I'm going to go with Will Rogers and that air raid offense. I think Ole Miss is kind of struggling down. You know, when you lose Arkansas, especially the way they did, it helps that they're on, they're at Oxford. But I just don't, I think they're on that avalanche that's going the wrong way. So give me the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Okay. All right. So next one, this is Friday afternoon. Florida is going on the road to face off against number 16, Florida State. Who we got, Charlie? I like Florida State in this one. I think they're going to win this one pretty easily. I don't. I haven't been impressed with Florida at all. Just lost to Vanderbilt this past weekend. Florida State. They've won four in a row, following a tough loss at home to Clemson. Um, but they've they had that good win over LSU. I, I knew that was going to be a good win early in the year. Uh, had a, kind of a tough three game stretch there. Lost to Wake and NC State, um, and then Clemson after that. But yeah, they've looked good since then. You can argue, you know, who have they played, but, well, I mean, Syracuse, they, for, for a while there, they were, uh, they were ranked. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Went up, went up to Syracuse and won 38-3. to So, but, yeah, Florida just, you know, this isn't the same Florida team we're used to seeing most years. So, I like Florida State. Uh, correction is at 630, not afternoon game. But whatever. Go ahead, Mark. Um, I'm going to pick Florida State. In this game, this game will take place on a Friday for the first time in its series history. What do you think, Dylan? Really? I thought... Hmm. Interesting. Uh, give me FSU. I don't think Florida's good enough to beat FSU. I think FSU, F, FSU is, much a, is a much better team. Florida's been kind of garbage. They're coming off a loss to Vandy. Can't really... I don't, I don't know how you can <laughs> pick it up after that. So, uh, yeah, give me the Seminoles big. We're going to go with a clean sweep here. I got Florida State in this one. You know, as Charlie was saying, good last four games. I've been blowing out opponents such as Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, and Louisiana, and Florida having a bit of a stretch. You know, I mean, I guess their only big win was against Utah. Once again, very lucky in that one. Uh, but they've fallen off ever since conference play. Sitting at a 6-5 record. 
Lucky that they have Anthony Richardson. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't even be bowl eligible. Probably be like two and two so nine. They'd right be now. really bad. But give me the Seminoles. Okay. So the next one uh, is a very interesting Big Twelve matchup. Baylor is going on the road to take on number twenty-four Texas Longhorns. Who you got, Charlie? I'm taking the Longhorns here. Uh, Baylor, they should have won against TCU, I thought. Really just a crazy ending there. Um, Not really sure what they were thinking, TCU was thinking, to run it right there on third down, rush everybody out there, and kick the field goal. But it all worked out. So He might have had balls, too, to done that. I mean, you're talking potentially run the clock out on your own team as well. Like, if you don't get that snap in time, you lose the game, and that's your fault. It was, yeah, I mean, I guess at that point, what was there, like 20 seconds or something when they snapped there's, it? There's less than that. I mean, there was like, there was when they snapped it, it was only four seconds. When they ran the play, it was well, 20. No, no, yeah. I think when the they third, ran, when the they started it play. out, it was 20. Yeah, it was, I don't know. But, you know, definitely, you, you know, they were just show, showing the Baylor fans after that. They're like, are you kidding? That was a tough loss um so Baylor's lost their last two now they lost to Kansas State uh week before 31 to 3 so now that puts them at six and five so they're bowl eligible now going uh going to Austin uh to play Texas Texas blowing out Kansas this past weekend after that tough loss at home to TCU and I think that they're going to finish this uh season regular season strong here uh nice eight and four year which I don't know where I guess expectations were I don't know what where were expectations for Texas going into this year. I think a lot of people thought about eight and four. I think I think they're pretty, pretty close high, to that. Yeah. Especially having Quinn Ewers. I think they're going to probably get higher once Arch Manning comes. I don't know if he's maybe he'll redshirt. I'm sure they don't know if Ewers is going to. Yeah, maybe Quinn's gonna, not good enough to go to NFL yet. No, he'll he'll be there another year, so he'll probably redshirt. But expectations are only going to continue to go up for this team. So I like Texas to finish this regular season strong here at eight and four. Uh, maybe they'll get get a win in a bowl game as well, but I'll take the Longhorns in this. I'm going to take Baylor. What do you think, Dylan? Okay. Uh, give me the Longhorns. Um, I do th- I do think Baylor is going to cover. Eight and a half, that's a, bit of my, that's, a, that's a decent amount of points. I do think Baylor is going to cover, but I do think the Longhorns are a better team. Wouldn't it, be, it wouldn't surprise me if Baylor wins. But I think Texas is playing for the possibility still making the Big 12 championship. It still can happen if K-State loses to Kansas uh, Saturday. So never know, um, especially with this. It's at 11 a.m. on Friday. Uh, interesting time for that. But it is at, it's at DKR in Austin, so give me Texas. I'd say I'm going to go along with you guys. Give me the Longhorns, you know, I think I feel like I've been pretty high in this this team all year. I don't remember a time where I picked against them. Maybe it was possibly Oklahoma. I'm not sure, but both these defenses are really good. Dave Aranda for Baylor. He's a defensive-minded coach. Uh, Steve Steve Sarkinson. Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. You know he's known for his offense, but you know he's sitting right with their Baylor, averaging 369 yards allowed, and Baylor having 367. So both these teams equally match up, but with Texas being at DKR and B. John Robinson having the game of his life, of you're talking 25 carries, 243 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, that's a, whole, a lot. Uh, so Texas is riding on momentum, and I think it's going to keep riding in with them. So okay. Give me the Longhorns. All right, next one. 
South Carolina coming off a big win over, I mean, big win over Tennessee, scoring 63 on Tennessee, going on the road into the one of the Death Valleys to take on number seven Clemson. It's not the real Death Valley. The Walmart yeah. version. One uh, of them. I said one of them. So. Yeah. Off-brand version. LSU will always be the real Death Valley. The they, Dollar Tree version and you yeah. have Gucci over in yeah. Baton Rouge. So we got, we got Charlie. Yeah, I mean, coming off a big win, I feel like Clemson actually, I just saw this, uh, I actually caught a bit of the Miami game. That was just kind of on my TV on Saturday. They've got that, that home, they haven't lost at home since I say it's, 2016. It's, they I have think. 40 straight home wins. Yeah, their last something. home loss was against uh, Pitt in 2016. So, and I, was, I actually remember that. that. Was that goal. on the field yeah, goal? Yeah, it was the field yeah. goal. The Nathan Peterman and James Conner Pitt team. I remember that. Yeah, but that's crazy. I feel like Clemson's going to just continue. Now, I don't know. Their uh, spread's 14 and a half. I feel like Clemson's going to win this one. But South Carolina's a good team, uh, especially after after that win. Um, you know, really impressive win over Tennessee, 63 points. That was, uh, I think, Spencer Rattler. Saw six, uh, had six touchdowns in that. No so interceptions. They, uh, yeah, that was an impressive performance for sure. I think that they're going to be, uh, you know, they're pretty fired up after that. But now going on the uh, on the road to Clemson, going to be a tough one for sure. So I think Clemson's going to win and keep that home home winning streak going here. I'm taking Clemson as well. Um, it's at Clemson. Yeah, that's. What do you think, much, Dylan? Yeah, that's pretty much. It's at Clemson. It's going to be very tough for Spencer Rattler. He's struggled all year, pretty much. I think last week was his best game, obviously. Six touchdowns, 400 yards. But And what helps is that he's throwing no picks. He has nine on the year. I mean, if they keep the um, turnovers low, I mean, they definitely have a shot in this game. It wouldn't, be surprised. it wouldn't surprise me if it's close, but I do think Clemson's the better team. So give me the Tigers. You know, it's funny of how we, at the beginning of the year, South Carolina, I mean, they had a rough schedule to begin with. You're talking a loss to Arkansas and Georgia back-to-back, and then all of a sudden, here they are. They're a top-25 team, then they lose to Mizzou, and now they're riding back. I mean, they lost to Florida before Tennessee, so, I mean, this team is... Unpredictable. It's it, They're kind of... I was going to say this with Texas earlier. They, they can be a little bit uh, un, inconsistent, a little bit. I mean, you had the big win over Tennessee, but here and you look at the schedule, a loss to Florida by by 32. So yeah, I mean, in Clemson, you know they're riding high up. I that win streak really does help. Um, Clemson's the way better team. Will Shipley, definitely one of the best running backs in the ACC. Probably he's not in the conversation for the best, one of the best in the country because of how weak the ACC is. But he's up there in that conference. So. He's going to have a big night. Give me the Tigers of the off-brand Death Valley. <laughs> All right, so a quick one on this one. Number 23, Coastal Carolina is going on the road to take on newly FBS James Madison. Who you got, Charlie? So Coastal Carolina, are they? were they just now? They just got ranked. They just got in ranked. In the AP, yeah. Nine and one. Who, who'd they lose to? Uh, Old Dominion. They got blown Ouch. out by Old Dominion at home. James Madison blew out Old Dominion on the road two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, <laughs> James Madison seven and three. They're not, you know, I doubt they're much worse. I haven't watched either of these teams this year. I'll take James Madison at home. Why not? I'm going to take 
Coastal Carolina. James Madison. I th- I, I do think they can win. I don't think Coastal's that good, in my opinion. They're they're always a bit overrated, <laughs> just just a tad. So give me uh, give me the the Dukes. Say so both these teams have been ranked early in the year. Remember James Madison five and zero and top twenty five in the. They country. were twenty fifth and they lost. And then they lost to Georgia Southern. Ouch. And then they lose to Marshall. Then they lose to Louisville. Imagine yeah. losing to Georgia Southern. Wow. That's... Yeah. Can't be, can't Imagine. be someone we know. But I'm going to take Coastal Carolina in this one. I think they've. Uh, I don't think they've really proven. A lot, but I don't think James Madison has either. Coastal Carolina setting that 9-1 record truly helps, especially beating teams that James Madison hasn't. So give me Coastal Carolina. Okay. All right. This is for Mark. The Paul Bunyan's Axe, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Who you got, uh, Charlie? So, yeah, Minnesota, we were kind of talking about it a little, that loss to Iowa. They shouldn't have lost that game probably. Wisconsin, on the other hand, we know what happened with them this weekend. We won't talk about that anymore. Uh, yeah, so, we, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this one's going to be another close game. Uh, these are two, Minnesota right now, 7-4. and four. Uh, Both both these teams, 4-4 four and four in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one to pick. Looks like Wisconsin uh, is favored. Spread is 3.5. Um, hmm. T- yeah. I guess I'll go with Wisconsin at home. I mean, yeah, that's that's the only reason I guess I would pick them, just kind of looking at what these two teams have done this year, very even. Um, but I'll take Wisconsin at home. All right, so I'll be at this game on Saturday. It'll be cold. It's at Camp Randall. I'm picking Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to take back the axe. Belongs in Wisconsin, plain and simple. The defense, Wisconsin's defense, will stop Mo Ibrahim. I believe that will be the biggest factor in this game. What do you think, Dylan? Um, I do think Minnesota's going to win. Um, I, I, I just can't see Wisconsin winning. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I just seeing them last week. They're kind of garbage, in my opinion. The offense. I mean, the defense is good, obviously. Both defenses are actually pretty good. But um, in fact, Minnesota's is better according to stats. So. I don't know. Tanner Morgan's not playing. He hasn't played since Nebraska. They have that backup. What's his name? Uh, how do you say it? Kalamalak. <laughs> uh, Kalama- Ka- I don't know. If we, Ethan. Ethan. So, <laughs> Ethan, he's not that bad. I mean, four interceptions doesn't help, but he was put in at Nebraska, and he played pretty well, in my opinion. So, I do, I do think Mo Ibrahim's going to rush all over. Wisconsin's because that's just what happens. He has 19 straight 100 yard games. I'm pretty sure. He had 263 against a good Iowa defense. Yeah, too. so I don't. Th- and Wisconsin's defense is worse than Iowa's defense. So, uh, give me the go- Gophers. Very, very close. I'm saying 13 to 10, Minnesota. Okay, Ibrahim. Uh, you know, I don't know what's the status on Braylon Allen. I don't think he's going to play. You know, he has a leg injury. So. In- Okay, because I, I know he had that shoulder um, earlier. That too. So, because that was one thing that we saw that he was limping off the field. You know, he was dragging his arm down, and then he was walked off, or he didn't even walk off. He hobbled off the field with his ankle, needing help with that. So, but Wisconsin, you know, they have backup running backs. Uh, some people might I saw, heard this somewhere that 
RG3 was commentating the game, and he says, is this O-line you or RBU? Because, you know, that O-line helps the running backs there too. But uh, Minnesota, they got another good O-line. They have another good running back who, in my opinion, is better than Braylon Allen. He's he's the second-best running back in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Behind Blake Corum. You think he's better than uh, Chase Brown, too? Easily. I think he's better, too. So. It just depends on if Wisconsin can stop that or not, and so far no team, not even Iowa, has been able to stop that run game. So give me the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Okay, so the next one we have the Governor's Cup, the Battle of Kentucky. Louisville is going on the road to take on the Wildcats of Kentucky. Mark Stoops, who just got a contract extension. You can take him out of your possible head coaching candidates here in Lincoln. So who you got, Charlie? So Louisville's won four of their last five. It's uh, Louisville. <laughs> it's a joke. Just go. <laughs> they uh, they beat NC State this past week. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not too surprised uh, with that. ACC, we've kind of talked about that conference. Just they've been so bad this year. Clemson really hasn't. Uh, feels like they haven't had you know any big games this year. I remember we used to watch them. Uh, you know they'd have big some big ACC games back when they were kind of first those first two national championships they went to but now I mean here they are but yeah I mean Kentucky they're six and five so they they are bowl eligible lost to Georgia only by ten last week I didn't watch any of that game and Kentucky, they lost to Vandy too they lost to Vanderbilt too uh, only beat Mizzou by four. We, we, we were calling Kentucky a good football team a couple weeks ago. Before Vandy, before actually. Before the Vanderbilt <laughs> game. Uh, we, uh, yeah, not not sure if you can really stand by that statement right now. I'll go with Kentucky at home just because I'm going to take the SEC team in this one. Yeah, I mean, could I feel like this game's going to be close, too, just because Kentucky hasn't impressed me a ton, but uh, I'll take the Wildcats here. I'm also going to take Kentucky. I think it'll bounce back after its 10-point loss last week against Georgia. What do you think, Dylan? Um, in my opinion, they didn't look that bad against Kentucky. I mean, or not uh, Georgia. I mean, they kept them to 16 points. So you gotta. That's not bad. Again, who knows? But I do think Kentucky's more battle-tested. That's the word I'm going to use. They've played much better teams than Louisville. Um, Louisville. Be uh, not very good NC State team in my opinion. They haven't been re- they've just been overrated all year. But Louisville has gotten good wins. I mean James Madison, Wake Forest back when they were number ten. Um, again number ten Wake Forest threw eight picks in the second half. So I mean we you're you're gonna win that game regardless. But I think Louisville's a good team, but I do think Kentucky's gonna win. They're just more battle tested, like I said. And it's going to be a good win. Good, get that trophy, keep that trophy in um, Lexington. So, uh, yeah, give me uh, the Wildcats. This is my upset pick. I'm going Louisville. They it's not really upset. But well, okay. According to the spread, it is the spread. But. And but Louisville's favorite, according to the PFI. But once again, this is the PFI. I mean, sometimes they don't know what they're talking about. But FBI, yeah. the ESPN one. Yep. Okay. Anyways, uh, Louisville, the, you know, 414 yards of offense and really stepping up on defense, 347 yards, you know. I mean, they've only lost by 15 to Clemson, and that was at Clemson, so they at least battle test. Not battle test, they were in it the whole time. But then they beat James Madison, you know, Wake Forest, and they're number 10, but one, and then they forced that many turnovers. 
Kentucky, on the other hand, only winning two of their last five games to Mississippi State, which they won by 10, and then Mizzou, which they won by four, you know, getting blown out by Tennessee. That's it's Tennessee. That was Tennessee. You know, that was when they were number three at the time. And they jumped and to then, one. Yep, and then they jumped to one because that was the first week of college football playoff rankings. Then they lose to Vanderbilt, then they lose to Georgia. You know, I mean, this team just isn't looking the team as they were at the beginning of the year when they were ranked seven at the very beginning of the year. So give me the Cardinals of Louisville because of that dynamic offense. Okay. All right, next one. Iron Bowl, Auburn at number eight, Bama. Charlie, who you got? You can say what you want about this rivalry. I think you guys are uh, all Big Ten fans. To me, it's the greatest rivalry in college football. Um, Ohio State-Michigan. I agree with that. Until last year, wasn't competitive. Wasn't a rivalry. Ohio State won by 60, it seemed like, every time. Uh, maybe 2016, I guess, was an exception. But, for, you know, past years, Auburn, they've beat Bama two, three times at home. Uh, they're not good this year, five and six. So I like Alabama big in this one. But always, uh, you know, if, if this was at Jordan-Hare, you never know what's going to happen uh, with with Auburn. But they're not a good team this year, and they're on the road. So... I like Alabama. I'm going to choose Bama in this one. Uh, I think Bryce Young will play like he has been playing all, all season long. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, don't You can't overlook Auburn, but, again, Auburn's not that good, in my opinion. Hey, they are playing for bowl eligibility. You never know. Maybe they want to go to a bowl game and get destroyed by whoever they play. But 21 well, and a half. Not if it's an ACC team. Yeah. If it's ACC or yeah, like don't, a don't forget that. group of five, maybe, but um, give me Bama. I think they cover 21 and a half as well. It's at Bama. It's the SEC quote unquote game of the week, but this is not going to be a game, in my opinion. Bryce Young's going to go off. He's going to have a last ditch effort to maybe win the Heisman again. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, Bama, big. Clean sweep. Give me Alabama. Auburn's not that good this year. I mean, but once again, like Dylan was saying, you don't want to over overlook this Auburn team. I mean, what was it? Just last year they went to four overtimes. Two years ago. Oh, yeah, it was last year actually. I think. And then you know, then that's 20- not a good Auburn team too. <laughs> no. And then 2019 with Bo with Bo Nix at Auburn. You know that they beat that team to kick Alabama out of the playoffs that year. So yeah. This is, I mean, Bama's not in the conversation for the playoffs this year, but you just don't want to overlook this Auburn team. I mean, they can, they can play. They have, they have wins. They have five of them. I don't know. What, against I mean, two though. <laughs> it's true, but they played against Mizzou. Then they have a big losing streak. Then they beat A and M. So, but A and M's it's A and M. A and M's like Nebraska this year. And then they beat Western Kentucky by twenty something. So. So, I mean, yeah, you just you just got blown out by by Penn State at the beginning of the year, then they lose to Georgia, Ole Miss, yada, yada, yada. But you just don't want to overlook this team. I think they actually, I think Auburn actually covers because the spread is 21 and a half, uh, but I'm still going to ride with the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Okay. Alright, the Civil War. Number 10, Oregon, going on the road into Corvallis to take on number 22, Oregon State Beavers, who you got, Charlie? Yeah, another good Pac-12 game here. Uh, I feel like we say that every week. Yeah, Pac-12 is just that good this year. They're, uh, it's they're their year. They're having a good year. Um, Oregon, they didn't impress me a ton. They beat Utah, so you can't complain uh, with that. I mean, Utah. By six. 
Uh, what they win? Three. Sorry. Three. Yeah. I, I was like, I mean, they. Yeah, they they didn't they haven't looked that impressive, but they they won, so you you can't really say much about that. Oregon State, on the other hand, they have looked impressive, but against you know teams that aren't so great, um, can't really complain with that either. Both teams lost by three to Washington, so you know not sure what you can say about that. This is a tough one for me to pick. I, I'm going to take the Ducks. I think they're the better team, and I think they'll get it together this week um, to win this one. I don't know how many how many in a row they've won here. It seems like they win it most years. but I think a couple years ago, Oregon State upset of them. But. Did they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think Oregon's better, so I'll take them here. But it's on the road, so, you know, could, could go either way, I feel like, but I'll take the Ducks. I'm also picking Oregon. I think this game will be very, very close. I think a touchdown or less will decide the game. This is my upset. Give me the Beavers. <laughs> I, I've liked the Beavers all year. They've looked good. Their one loss recently was Washington, and Washington is pretty good in my opinion, so it's not a bad loss. They I don't know who else Oregon State lost to. They lost to USC. USC, Utah. that's still good. USC is they almost beat them Utah by a lot, but Utah's a good football team as well. I like Oregon State in this one only because it's in Corvallis, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so give me the Beavers, and they possibly cause Oregon to not make the uh, Pac-12 championship. Never know. So. Well, I think if Oregon wins this one, they're in it with. They're U- in it, I believe. Because USC clinched it with that win over UCLA last. Uh, since doesn't Washington have the. Um, Washington has a tie They have the tiebreaker on Oregon, so Oregon loses and Washington, and Washington beats Washington State. The Washington's in. end, yeah. What happens if Oregon and Washington loses and Utah wins? Uh, no. Utah's out because they, they lost. So, so then is Oregon Since, State in? No, because no. no, they would, would have it, two losses. I think it's still I think Oregon. It's, it's, no, I think it's still be Washington because they have that tiebreaker. No, no. Since they both lost, then yeah, Oregon would get in. Yeah, Oregon would get in because they have seven wins in yeah. conference. But. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Oregon's going to win this one. Uh, the bounce back win over Utah. What happened last time on a Pac-12 game when you, all you guys took the other team and I took the one upset? Mm, Utah? Which one? <laughs> I don't even remember which that Utah. was. Utah. Oregon, Utah. Utah. That's what he's no, but, not Oregon, Utah. It was USC, Utah. USC, Utah. It was the two-point conversion. But that's just, that just, just saying that's what I'm happened last time. I'm just saying every time that Oregon State's been tested, quote-unquote, They've lost. Like, yeah. USC, they lose by three. But once again, USC struggles from here to there early in the year. And with watching watching that USC-UCLA game, they start really slow, and then they all of a sudden they pick it up. Utah, they lose big time. Uh, they only beat Stanford by one. They lose to Washington by three. And then, you know, they're playing at least the weaker teams in that Pac-12. So I like Oregon in this one. I believe they're just the better team, and – I was I was hoping they could get in with a college football playoffs, but Washington had to play spoiler, but give me the Ducks. Okay. All right, next one. Iowa State is going on the road against number four TCU. Who you got? Uh, I was I was trying to convince myself into picking Iowa State in this last week. I'm not going to do it. I think TCU is just, you know, they uh, good teams find ways to win, and uh, that's what they've done every every All year. Week, every week. We just keep saying, are they going to lose? No, they they're not. Uh, I mean, they might. We'll see who they play in the Big 12 championship. But I like TCU to end the regular season uh, strong here. That put them 
12 and 0, good spot to make the playoffs. So TCU. I also have TCU, Dylan. Give me TCU. If this was in Ames, this would be different, but give me TCU. I don't even think if it was in Ames, it'd be I, a big difference. I, in my opinion, though, it would make it a lot more interesting because, you know, like we say, we've said this multiple times, Iowa State upsets somebody every year. So yep. maybe their, their upset probably this year was Iowa. But. I mean, you could say that. I mean, this year, Iowa State's <laughs> kind of been disappointed. I think your roommate, Caleb, can agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their defense has been holding them them games, but their offense with Hunter Deckers, you know, he's getting that experience. He just hasn't been playing well. Max Duggan, on the other hand, he's been playing sensational, only three picks on the year. Hunter Decker only has a starting job until J.J. Cole gets there. So. I'd say J.J. Cole's <laughs> going to be starting next season anyways. So, but, you know, I mean, I feel like this is going to be close. Spread is 10. I feel like Iowa State can cover because they've been in almost every single game within – one possession besides Their defense keeps them in games. Yeah, besides Oklahoma, I mean, one point loss to K State, a four point loss to Texas Tech, in which they could have won, but they didn't. So, and TCU with that impressive win over Baylor, and the fashion of why they win it, it carries on with them back at home to end the regular season undefeated. Okay, the Sunflower Showdown is next. Kansas coming off a. I don't even want to talk about that. That was just terrible they got murdered by texas on live tv versus and they're going on the road into manhattan to take on the 15th ranked kansas state who's playing for the big 12 championship berth so who you got charlie kansas state uh i think that kansas you know they lost four out of, four out of their last five haven't played very well uh kansas state right now 15 in the or were they 15 in the ap or 15 in the uh 15 ap 15 both actually i believe i so. think they were yeah they were they didn't you know, move eight and three they're uh just kind of they're winning those games they're losing a few we i wasn't really sold on kansas state um early in the year i mean i don't think that they're i don't think they're a great team but they've you know they've won games had a great win over oklahoma state blew them out with their backup uh and yeah they've just kind of won the games that they should win had a t- tough loss to texas a couple weeks ago but can't really say a whole lot of bad things about them. Eight and three, so I think they they get to nine and three this week, and I believe that that would, yeah, that put them in the uh, Big Twelve championship. So I'll, I'll go with Kansas State. I'm going with Kansas. You know, give me an upset here. Why not? Um, Jalen Daniels will have one of the better games of his career. I think he's out. So oh, he's out. <laughs> I believe, I think he's been out since. I think it's no. Been, he returned he back. Did he, return? he, he did return back against Kansas. It was his first game against Texas. All right, so Kansas. So he is back. Yeah, oh, he's back. He, he, he played oh. last week against Kansas. <laughs> Texas. I mean, I mean, Texas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know if he was back or not. I didn't know that I'm either. Still picking K State, but yeah, I think regardless. But Kansas. I mean, interesting. Kansas. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, not so fast. I'm sorry. K State's gonna win. I don't think this is going to be close, in my opinion. I do. Th- I th- regardless who starts at quarterback for K State, they're going to win. So give me uh, the Wildcats. Let's say that I keep mentioning this, but Kansas is like literally 2008, where they go five and zero, then they lose every single game that year. I mean, they if, just, it, they just if it wasn't for Oklahoma State, they wouldn't even be bowl eligible right now. And we were having chance in Week Four, Kansas should be ranked, and here they were ranked, and they've lost ever since. So, and Kansas State on the other hand, they're looking for a Big 12 championship appearance and eventually the title if they play TCU, which they should have won, but TCU came back and win that one. Uh, 
I don't. I think it's Will Howard starting over Martinez. I don't know. Let me look. Let's see. And say because look at the last game against West Virginia. Will Howard played. Will Howard. Okay, he's really stepped up ever since. Deuce Vaughn didn't play. Interesting, but I mean, yeah, both these offense matchup. I think Kansas defense is lacking. Oh, Kansas City defense will hold him. So give me the no, Wildcats. No, no, Deuce Vaughn didn't get injured. He just didn't. He just didn't get as many yards. But they were passing the ball a little more. Mm-hmm. All right, next one, number thirteen, Notre Dame going on the road to to the um, Coliseum. The Coliseum. Take on number five. USC coming off a big win over UCLA. We got Charlie. Yeah, USC. Uh, if they win this, they win the Pac-12 championship right there. That's three ranked wins uh, for their resume. I'm sure you know. Plus the conference championship. I'm sure that the committee's gonna uh, definitely you know that definitely makes a strong case for them at that point. They'd be 12 and one and definitely have a good chance to make the playoff at that point. Notre Dame, they've won five in a row. Uh, went to Syracuse, won, beat Clemson. They've kind of, I guess, kind of had to, uh, had a tough, it was a little tough to beat Navy there at the end. Uh, Navy kind of came back at the end, but uh, Irish came away with the win there. Uh, I mean, really, it, it's crazy because Notre Dame, if they, didn't, if they had not have lost to Marshall and Stanford, uh, they'd, you know, they'd have a good ch- chance to make the playoff, I think, right now. Uh, only lost to Ohio State by 11 on the road, but can't lose to Marshall and Stanford at home. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've had two pretty good wins recently. I think I'm going to go with USC at home. I just don't see I, – I think USC is the better team. Um, I think they'll actually end up winning this by 10, 14 points. But, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame th- can't really say a whole lot. Take away those losses to Marshall and Stanford. Just frustrating, I think. Um that they lost those two, but I mean eight and four still after that. I think they were three and three, so definitely uh, eight and four would be a better finish to the season than I think they would have expected. I'm taking Notre Dame. Hmm. Uh, they've been on a roll recently, somewhat. And what do you think, Dylan? Not so fast, my friend. Give me the Trojans. I do think they'll win by more than a touchdown. It could be close in the first half. I do think Notre Dame's a good football team. They've played good, like you said, Charlie. Those lo- the losses to Stanford and Marshall, you can't do that. I mean, that that does suck, but they've turned it around. So, yeah, I, I do think USC is the better team, and they're at home. It's a night game. Give me the Trojans. Say so, USC, very, very competitive, very, very good offensively with Lincoln Riley as their head coach. Averaging 43 points a game and only allowing 26. I mean, but that big thing against that UCLA team was UCLA had a good offense. It just came down to DTR throwing a pick at the very end to seal the deal. I mean, Caleb Williams, I think he's now a for sure Heisman finalist after that game. I mean, holy cow. I don't think he can give it to Hendon Hooker anymore. I don't know. He's still my Heisman. I mean, but in, our, in, our in our hearts, in our hearts, <laughs> but he he is that does suck. I mean, Caleb he, Williams, he I threw, think he's gonna win it. He threw 470 yards in a in one game. Jordan Addison had 178 receiving yards, and their backup running back, who we had questions about, Austin Jones. I'm telling you, that boy runs fast and he runs hard, and he does not have the body of a power back. 
he is going to be really good coming up for USC. I don't know what year he is for sure. Notre Dame, on the other hand, as you were saying, Charlie, you know. He's a senior. <laughs> he is a senior. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Senior night for these but, boys down in L.A. But, but uh, Notre Dame, you know, as you were saying, Charlie, the loss of Stanford and Marshall really hurts them. You know, they struggled very early in the year. People were saying Marcus Freeman is probably going to be fired after this season. I was one of those people. But <laughs> I did say that. Yeah, well, they were but, 0-2 and had just lost to Marshall, so there wasn't a whole lot of There wasn't a lot, go- a lot going on for point. them. And I know my mom's going to be probably, I don't want to say chew my butt, but she's going to be questioning about this pick. But I'm going to pick USC in this one. I just think, you know, coming <laughs> off that UCLA win and with this win here, that pack, you know, they clinched that Pac-12 championship. I believe they do win it, and I actually believe they get into the college football playoffs. Okay. That is a take, opinion. It's not the last take, though. <laughs> such a bad joke. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Leave that in. I got to leave that in. That's so funny. All right, so the next one, the Apple Cup. Washington, number 12 in the country, going on a road to Wazoo. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Huskies. I think that last year, I remember, that was a fun Apple Cup to watch. Um, Wazoo fans storming the field uh, on the road. When they beat Washington on the road, their fans stormed the field. <laughs> that was a fun. That was pretty funny. Uh, it was their first Apple Cup they had won in like seven or eight years. But I think that uh, Washington takes it back this year. They're the better team. Uh, they've won ever since that. Had a bad loss to Arizona State, but since then they've looked pretty good. Good wins over Oregon State and Oregon. A couple of blowout wins as well. Uh, so give me the Huskies in this one. That put them at ten and two. Put them in a good spot. Uh, of course, they'll they'll need a little help, but definitely a good season. First first season under uh, Kalen DeBoer, I think he's come in and he's he's done a good job. So, I like the Huskies. I'm also taking the Huskies. Um, this will be a very high scoring game, I think. What okay. do you think, Dylan? Give me the Huskies. Um, it should be pretty interesting, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't think Washington State will win, in my opinion. I do think Washington is better. I think Washington will cover two. I think they win by at least seven to ten points. So, yeah, give me the Huskies. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot closer game than that, actually, but that's just my opinion here. Washington, they've been tested very well. I mean, a 10-point win to Arizona, a 7-point win to Cal, a 3-point win to Oregon State, 3-point win to Oregon, and then obviously Colorado's Colorado. I mean... <laughs> It's Colorado. It's Colorado. That's all I got to say. Worst hey, power is five D- team. Is Deion Sanders going to Colorado? We're no. not gonna. We should not get into this. We'll find out. <laughs> find out just, next time. Rumor, rumor from just a couple hours ago. Yeah, but we'll get more into that for another episode later. But you know, Washington—they've looking pretty good. You know, they come up with the big upsets. Michael Penix Jr. is playing like he did in Indiana, COVID year. Uh, Washington State—they they look promising in the beginning of the year, but then I believe it was the loss to Oregon. That pretty much shut their season down, or at least made them struggle. Yeah, because yeah. then they beat Cal, and then they lost to USC, Oregon State, and Utah. Like, that was a big, that's a big stretch of games there. But I believe they've been tested. They just can't win the games, and Washington can. So, give me the clean sweep of Washington. I'm sure your listeners are probably wondering where is the game. Well, we're gonna pick it right here. The game number three, Michigan. On the road in Columbus at the Horseshoe, they take on number two, Ohio State. Whoever wins this gets into the Big Ten Championship to play. Whoever wins this weird weekend with the West. So, uh, who you got, Charlie? 
So I've kind of thought about, you know, how I think this game is actually going to go. I think, so I think Ohio State is going to jump out to a big lead. Um, they're going to be up big at halftime. And then I think Michigan, knowing that if they can make this game, you know, at least close, they still have a chance to make the playoff because they, you know, I think they will. If their one loss is to Ohio State and it's a close loss, they're in a good spot even without the conference championship. Uh, we'll debate that a little bit probably next week. Uh, if we have, you know, a one one loss USC team, one loss Michigan team, maybe a two loss LSU team, but those three at the end of the day may be competing for that um, fourth spot if Michigan loses this week. I'm going to take the Buckeyes at home. They're going to win. I think they'll win this one again. Uh, had won, you know, B- Michigan had the huge win last year. Definitely, pro- yeah, I would say that was my favorite college football game last year to watch just with the snow. Snow falling in uh, in Ann Arbor, that was a fun one. It's pretty high scoring, too. Uh, pretty high scoring. Ohio State, they just couldn't keep up at the end. Michigan just kept going down the field, running the ball. This year, though, I think while Michigan is a little bit better, I think Ohio State's quite a bit better this year than last year. They've struggled a little bit at times this year. Uh, you know, we heard Buckeye fans making excuses about the weather against Northwestern, whatever. I mean, they they blew out. You know, they've blown out teams as well. You look, good win. Uh, both teams actually uh, had good wins over Penn State. Trying to think, has has Ohio State been tested since like as I mean, because Notre Dame was beating them in that opener, but I don't know if other. Than I that, guess Penn State would be their last they, like Penn biggest State was test. Really close. Maryland last week. Maryland gave right. them a test. That That's, close, Maryland's a good football team. Yeah. They're not bad. I just think Ohio State's the better team. Uh, I, I'm taking C.J. Stroud over J.J. McCarthy in this one. Uh, and I think Michigan will end up – they'll score a couple touchdowns late to make it close, so I think it'll end up being like a 7- to 10-point game, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. It's C.J. Stroud versus Blake Corum. You know, Michigan hasn't won at Ohio Stadium since 2000. Uh, this game is always a classic. It's always one of the most anticipated games of the weekend, but also the season. I'm picking Michigan mm. over Ohio State. All right. This one's going to be very interesting. It's coming down to the availability of Blake Corum. Is he going to be able to play? He's He was injured in the second quarter in the last game against Illinois. Michigan snuck out of that game barely with a game-winning field goal. They got they got away with some some things, but I'm going to say not so fast, Mark. Give me the Buckeyes. It, it's, it's tough to pick Michigan when they don't have their best player, especially if he does not play. I do not think J.J. McCarthy is going to be able to hold that hold that uh, Michigan offense to keep up with a really good Ohio State offense. So, And the Ohio State defense has been playing pretty good lately. I guess Maryland's their only somewhat not great, but Maryland's, like we said, like I said, is a good football team. But So, yeah, give me Ohio State. I don't th- – I think, I think they win by like ten. Give me, uh, give me the Buckeyes, and they get into the Big Ten championship to play whoever, Iowa, whoever <laughs> ha- comes out of the West. Who knows? Probably something more than, weird. I feel is like happen. more than likely Iowa. Yeah. We'll uh, I don't want that to happen, but yeah. Say it. It just all depends on how Blake Corum is. According to Michigan Live, the headline says no update on Blake Corum. I mean. If there's no update, then does that mean is he still hurt? I'm sure he's a game time decision. I think that he's literally a game time because it just all depends. Like, 
Jim Harbaugh said no update. The trainers are saying nothing. The athletic department is saying nothing. You almost kind of wonder if maybe they're saying no update to maybe think the Ohio State is that he's I'm not sure playing. I'm sure Ohio State's going to prepare for him regardless. Yeah. So, but if Ryan if, Day's smart, if he can which he come, is. but if he's playing. It's, it comes down to which defense steps up the most. You're talking Michigan. He, they're a top five uh, defensive team in the country. You know, sneakfully got away from Illinois last week. That was on upset alert the whole entire time, only allowing 12 points a game. Ohio State only allowing 17 points a game. But you look at the numbers, I mean, total yards allowed in Michigan, 241. Ohio State, 283. I mean, both offices match up with each other because – you got C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the one side, and then on the other side you got J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corm and Ronnie Bell. So it just depends on because offense for me doesn't offense for me equals each other. Defense is what matters the most. I don't know. It's just really tough because I don't I don't know about Blake Corm and it's still pretty early. But it is Monday. <laughs> that is true, and this game's being played on a Saturday. It's just really tough. It just depends on if Michigan can stop that run game for Ohio State and if they can limit Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. But if Blake Corm does not play, Ohio State is winning. So I think I'm going to go with Michigan in this one. I think if Blake Corm plays, Michigan can win it out. So it's really tough. It's just really, really tough. But I find it interesting, too. Both teams struggled against Maryland. They did. Both. Yeah. I think Ohio State looked a little better. In my opinion, against Maryland, but they played them on the road too. Yeah, so. uh, Michigan yeah. had Maryland at home, and well, they won by seven. Maryland's three and five. Who else did they lost to Penn State? Got blown out. Didn't even score. Shut yeah. out against Penn State. And they lost both both to Purdue Purdue by two. Both teams pretty much took care of um, Penn State. Well, I say one forty-four to thirty-one, but I'm pretty sure they were playing a lot better. Um. But, I mean, who knows? This will be very interesting. Very excited for Saturday. Should be a just, very, very good Just a good game. weekend. Thanksgiving coming around. You got NFL coming up. You got NFL games on Thursday. World Cup. You got the World Cup going on. You got college football all weekend. It's it's going to be an exciting weekend and definitely one that will get away from here and go home. And Thank gosh. Yeah. I think we're all ready for breaks, so. Yeah, currently at the 63rd minute, USA is up one nothing on Wales. One nil. So, that is the pick'em. Um, thank you for listening to that. That was a long one. Uh, I'll hand it over to Anthony to close us out. Alrighty. So once again, we have this is the last week of the regular season in all of college football. Then I believe next week is the conference championships. Anyways, thank you for listening so much, and hopefully, you know. Uh, show us to your friends get us out there a little bit and we can hopefully grow more hopefully we get more listeners that way just promote to your friends follow us on our Instagram page last take pod all lowercase by the way and just give it a follow Um, DM us if you have any segment ideas or any of your hot takes also we did post on the story kind of forgot about this I believe the hottest take on our Instagram story was possibly it was LSU at (laughs) 3 Let's say a person at LSU of three, my boy Zach, Zach Cutler, he just said Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. Caleb Gildress, he had uh, his Final Four predictions. Here you go. <laughs> he's one of them. 
Caleb Giltris, he, sa- he said Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and then Kentucky or Houston. I believe that's his final four pick. Kentucky, get that out of here. And here's the most, the hottest take. It was Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, LSU, and then Michigan, TCU, Bama, USC. Again, that was before Tennessee lost. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't think that's that bad of a list. Honestly, it, it was pretty hot. It was a hot Tennessee take. It got was a, blown out by South Carolina. It was a hot take. It was though, hot, but now it was the hottest take out of all of them, in my yeah. opinion. And now with Tennessee out and Michigan still in the picture, I'm just surprised he has TCU at six. But probably probably had it. them losing. Probably so. Bryson Hacker, Hacker, Hacker. Hacker. Did Hacker. you say that name? Yes. All right. So that was your hottest boy take from my high school. All right. So. Thank you so much for listening and signing off for Charlie, Mark, Dylan. I'm Anthony. Have a good Thanksgiving break, and we'll catch you on to the next one.